Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Hey guys, I hope all is well in your neck of the woods. I'm very pumped for today's episode. We're going to be going over how to stop binging and purging. But first, um, I've been talking to a lot of you. I've been reaching out to a lot of you, and it's been really fun to get to know all of you. I've been getting quite a few messages on Instagram, and that just warms my heart. Thank you to everyone that filled out my survey and that people that are still filling out the survey. It really told me a lot about what you guys are actually struggling with and what you want to hear more of. So I'm going to be using that survey to create my upcoming podcast so they can be really tailored towards what you guys are wanting to hear. And to all of you that are just listening, thank you. I say this a lot, but it still blows my mind that You are here today just to listen and learn from me. I'm so honored that you take the time out of your day each week to listen, and I really hope that this podcast can be helpful for you. Thank you. That being said, I'm going to be talking about a very important subject today, which is how to stop binging and purging. I've touched on this topic a little bit in episode two, which is how to interrupt your habit loop, and I'm going to reiterate a bit of it here, but we are going to dive into how to deal with those actual urges when you want to binge and purge step by step. And in the habit loop one, I think I talk more about interrupting your habit loop, but this one is going to be going over how to feel those emotions and how to actually pause. But before I go into the subject, I want to put a disclaimer out there. None of these things that I'm suggesting in the podcast will be easy to do. I wish that there was a magic pill you could take that would solve all your problems, or there was like this one tiny little secret that like, this is what you do and this is how you, that's just not how it works with habits or anything else in life. It's a journey and you're going to slip up. There's going to be mistakes along the way, but that's all part of it. And the biggest thing that you can do with following these steps. If you follow these steps, you will be able to stop binging and purging, but it will still be uncomfortable. There's no easy way out of this. Not answering an urge to binge and purge is uncomfortable, but I want you to think about what is more uncomfortable to you. The short-term discomfort of sitting with your feelings and emotions and urges or the lifelong struggle of binging and purging and the secrets that you're keeping and the physical trauma you're doing to your body and just the constant berating of your brain of the obsession with food and weight, which is more uncomfortable to you. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable in order to change in any area of your life, and this is no different. Okay, now that that's said, I want to talk about why we even get urges, what's going on. So if you don't know why you're binging and purging, that's your first problem. You aren't even aware of what's going on. And being aware of a problem is half the battle to solving the problem. You cannot fix a car if you don't know what's wrong. To do this, you need to diagnose the situation. If you haven't downloaded it yet, I highly recommend you download my free worksheet that helps you investigate your binge purge cycle and helps you make a game plan for the next time it happens. That's in the show notes below. And here's basically what it teaches you. First, to gain awareness, you need to write everything down. So after a binge and purge, write down what time you binged and purged. If it's multiple times per day, keep track of those times too. 
and see if there's any patterns. Write down what you binged on, what thoughts were going on in your head, when were you bored, sad, angry, anxious. A lot of times people usually binge and purge because they're anxious and don't want to be alone with themselves. It's a really common thing. But write it all down. I've said it a million times, but the more awareness you can gain, the better. Soon you will start to notice a couple of things. Since binging and purging is simply a habit, no matter what the root cause, you need to be on the lookout for your cues, cravings, responses, and rewards. When I was binging and purging, my habit cycle looked a lot like this. My cue would be feeling the need to decompress and escape myself. It would also be driving home from work. My craving would be to eat high-calorie, high-fat, high-sugar foods. My response would be to go to the kitchen and eat food. My reward would be the dopamine hit that I received when I was thinking about getting that food and the anticipation of that food and actually eating the food. Because you don't just get dopamine when you are eating the food. You get a dopamine release while you are craving and anticipating the food as well. And then that binge would set up a whole other cue, craving, response, reward habit, which was cue, feeling full, craving, get rid of full feeling and potential weight gain, response, throw up food, reward, fullness dissipated, and weight gain avoided. That served as another cue for me to hate myself afterwards. However, I wouldn't have known any of that if I hadn't started to dissect the situation. And for those of you that have listened to all of my episodes, I know I'm repeating myself here, but be patient. I will move on to the new action items. The problem is most people aren't aware because their brain is on autopilot. They try to write things down and they don't really remember what even happened. When I ask people when they first start working with me, what happens when you binge and purge? It's like they're reciting a really, really messed up memory. They don't, even though they experience it every day, they don't necessarily know everything that goes on. They're like, well, I kind of, I just was feeling stressed, I think, and then I went to the store and, you know, all of a sudden the food was gone and then I purged and then I just felt awful. And they don't really have those nitty gritty little details that I'm looking for because they're not even aware of what's really going on. All they know is that it's happening. To turn off autopilot, which is what's going on in their brains, you have to pause. And I mean, actually physically pause what you're doing in your life when you're about to binge and purge. How I started to first gain awareness was that I made a pact with myself that whenever I felt like I was going down the binge purge roller coaster, I would pause for one minute. Often, this was right before I was about to put food in my mouth, I would finally regain consciousness and I would pause for one minute. This pause didn't mean that I wasn't going to binge and purge. It didn't mean that I had to stop. It just meant that I had to take one minute to recognize what I was doing and why I was doing it and agree with myself that I still wanted to do it. Oftentimes when you pause the momentum of something, the situation will rapidly diffuse. This is because you can allow yourself to come back to your senses and get off the roller coaster, to slow down before you crash, to come back to reality and your higher brain. Pausing is also helpful because it allows you to delay your cue, craving, response, reward loop. The more times you can practice delaying and not rewarding the craving that you're having for food and binging, the more you are weakening that neural pathway. Because as you know, habits are just neural pathways in the brain that can be weakened or strengthened. In contrast, the more you give into that craving, the stronger it becomes. At first, you pause for one minute and then it's five, and then it's ten. Eventually, when you pause, by the end of the pause, you will no longer want to binge and purge. Now, at first, when you pause, 
All I want you to do is ask yourself, why are you doing what you are doing? What's going on? Try to understand what all happens that got you up to that point and what all is going to happen next. Be focused on gaining awareness around the situation and gaining awareness with your higher brain and not your primal brain. But once you feel like you've gained awareness, next I want you to focus on that pause being time for you to allow your urge but not act on it. And this is probably the hardest part. It's easy to write down once you start, write down everything that was going on and try to dissect the situation and play detective. It's even uh, not super hard to pause if it's just for one minute. But the real hard part comes when you are allowing an urge. And allowing an urge but not acting on it means that you are going to let the urge that you feel for whatever food you want to eat go through your body. Recognize what that feels like. Does your chest feel tight? Does your stomach churn? What does it feel like in your body? Because oftentimes when we have an urge to eat something that isn't necessary, an urge to eat when we are not physically hungry, we are trying to escape something. For me, once I got out of my depression, I was binging and purging to avoid feeling bored or restless or to calm my anxiety. It was also a way that I could decompress. It was like drinking a glass of wine in the evening, but with food and purging. So instead of avoiding these emotions, you need to allow them to be in your body. It's not going to be fun if you are avoiding the feeling of anxiousness, let's say. Your subconscious brain is going to think that you are dying or near death. But of course, if you're feeling anxious, you're not actually dying. But your primal brain associates that feeling with being chased by tigers or something crazy like that. which makes you feel terrible. On some level, your brain thinks that that feeling of anxiety will kill you, and the only thing that can save you from that is Oreos and that piece of cake and the pizza you just ordered. Nothing else will save you other than food. So this is where the uncomfortable part comes in that I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. You have to be willing to sit with the discomfort of that emotion. You need to be willing to feel it in your body and not act upon it. Just allow it to be there. You need to process the emotion. The faster you learn that boredom or anxiety will not kill you, the better. The more you practice feeling bored or anxious, the better equipped you become to handle it in the future. When I was trying to practice when I was trying to practice feeling my emotions for the first time, I started by writing down in the moment what I was feeling. And what I mean by that is I wrote down physically what the feeling felt like in my body. So a lot of times it was anxiety for me, so my chest would feel quite tight. I would be more short of breath by that point because I was having kind of a little bit of a panicky moment. And I would feel the need to fidget. I would feel the urge to get up and move. And then I'd also feel the urge to get food to distract myself from the awful feeling that was anxiety. And then after I wrote all that down, I would also write down word for word, I am not going to die and I will be okay. This may sound crazy, but reminding yourself that you're going to be okay is extremely important. It will help calm you down, and it will help remind your brain that this is not a threat. This is not a big deal. This is just an emotion, and an emotion will not kill you. Eventually, the urge would pass. Urges usually don't last more than 10 minutes before they go away, because urges are urgent. They're very quick, they feel very powerful and strong, and then they go away just like that as well. You just don't see them out till they're gone. You usually give in to the urges. 
They may come back again in 30 minutes, especially when you first start practicing these, but you will just have to keep practicing dealing with them. The more you practice allowing urges and not acting upon them, the weaker they will become and the less frequent they will become. It's all about repetition and consistency because you're weakening a habit. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, at first the urges will come in and they'll come out and they'll come back in again and they'll come out. But you have to be along for that ride. You have to be committed to practicing it over and over and over again, even if you mess up along the way. But I don't expect once you get through one urge that it's all going to dissipate right away. That's not how things work generally. Again, none of this is fun. It's not fun to sit with anxiety. Trust me, I know, I hate the feeling and I still get anxious pretty much every day. I don't know if that will ever go away, but I've learned to deal with the feeling and not deal with it with food. It's usually, honestly, <laughs> this is a big confession for you guys, but I really am quite a shy person, which is so ironic since I'm doing this podcast. And right before any meeting, whether I know that person or I don't know that person, I get anxious and I want to immediately cancel the meeting. I want to duck out and not go to it. And it's just something about my brain. I, I don't know if it's because I'm an extreme introvert, but I just tell myself it's going to be okay. You're not going to die. This person isn't a threat. And usually once I'm in the meeting, it all turns out okay, and I'm totally comfortable, and it's totally fine. But my brain just goes to that worst case possible scenario, and that might be there for the rest of my life. But I've gotten way better at dealing with that feeling and understanding that that feeling is not going to kill me. It's not going to hurt me. It's just something that my brain does, and that's okay. It's uncomfortable, but it's not intolerable. And at the end of the day, the power to not binge and purge was entirely in my hands, and it's entirely in your hands. It may feel like you've been possessed by some crazy person that wants nothing more than for you to eat obscene quantities of food for the rest of your life and be miserable the whole time, but that's not what's actually happening. You aren't possessed, and you are in control the whole time. It's just in the moment the urge seems so powerful that it feels like you don't have control. In the moment when you are grabbing at food and wanting to eat just to numb out the world, it seems like that food is all you want. But you have to remind yourself that it's not. It's just an urgent urge. It feels powerful, but it's not. No urge can force you to do anything. You have control the entire time. And I'm not telling you guys that you're actually in control to make you feel bad. I'm just reminding you to recognize that you do have control. And that's a positive thing. It means that you can change things. It means that food doesn't have power over you. And it means that your primal brain does not have power over you. You always have the power. You just have to be willing to do that. So I'm going to review all this one more time because I covered a lot. First, pause. I don't care what stage you're in. Make a pact with yourself right now that no matter what happens, no matter how strong the urge is, that you will pause for at least one minute and use that pause to reflect on what's going on. It doesn't mean that you won't be able to binge and purge. You can binge and purge after that minute is over, but take one minute to pause. Take one minute to pause, breathe in and out, and understand what's going on. Gain awareness through the pauses. Write down what you are learning, what your habits are, and why you are binging and purging. Know your cues, your cravings, your responses, and your rewards. And three, allow the urge and discomfort within the pause, but do not answer the urge. First, start with feeling it for one minute. Then next time, try two minutes. Then five, then ten. Start feeling the emotions. Write down or say it out loud verbally 
what it feels like in your body and remind yourself that you are not going to die and that you are in control. It is possible for you to stop. And if I could do it, then you can do it. You have the ability to stop. You have the ability to pause. You have the ability to do amazing things in your life that are way beyond the scope of body weight and food. You need to remind yourself that this is just a phase. It isn't who you are, and you are not doomed to relive this day in and day out. Your life is not Groundhog Day. Even if it may seem that way, you are so much more than this habit, and you are so much stronger than this habit. Bulimia is just a habit that you can break. Okay, guys, that wraps up today's episode. If you want to take these steps further and want someone to help take you step-by-step down the road of recovery and beyond, I do one-on-one coaching. My one-on-one coaching includes weekly coaching calls with me, a 24-7 hotline that you can call or text when you need help, have a question, or feeling the urge to binge and purge, and a downloadable program. You can find out more about how to work with me through my website at bingebreakers.com. If you are struggling with binging and purging, and you are in the phase where you don't even know what's happening, I highly recommend that you download my Binge Purge Recovery Guide. It will help you dissect what happened and help you build a plan for the next time you want to binge and purge. That's also in the show notes below. Anyways, I am about to end this podcast and then I'm going to go work out. The gyms are open now, so I'm super excited about that. I don't know about you guys, but it's so nice to be able to finally lift weights again. That's a real big passion of mine. So I'm going to do that and then I'm going to get the editing going on this podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Do something for yourself. And remember, you are in control. You are stronger than this habit. If it's possible for me, it's possible for you too. I am not special, guys. I'm just making a podcast to talk about it. That's the only difference. But if I can do it, you certainly can. Pause, take a deep breath, and have compassion for yourself. And keep putting one foot in front of the other. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.